It's time to get in the game. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Get in the Game podcast, the podcast where we explore ways to get off the sidelines, stop making excuses, and get in the game. I'm your coach, Trevor Dean, and today we're talking about learning from our past, whether it's mistakes or whether it's things that we, choices that we made, um, it's learning from them. Uh, The reason I was thinking about talking about this is because this last week, um, if you haven't known already, I'm an A's fan. Uh, that's my baseball team that I root for. Um, it's been kind of a hard week uh, weekend for them. Uh, this last weekend, they played the, the Giants, and both teams are in the playoff hunt. The Giants right now have the best record in baseball. As hard as it is for me to admit that, that is the truth. Um, but the A's are, were also at that time um, the either number one or number two wildcard team in the American League. Um, and if you don't uh, pay attention to baseball and this doesn't make a lot of sense, that's okay. Um, hopefully, the game that I'm gonna uh, the games I will be talking about will will make sense uh, just in its context. But they had a three game series Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, the A's won Friday night. I uh, was pretty happy with that. Uh, when they played earlier in the season, the Giants took two out of three. Uh, when it was in San Francisco, this one it was in Oakland. But then Saturday's game and Sunday's game had kind of a, uh, a similar outcome. A's were winning, uh, leading for a lot of the game. And then later in the game, um, they gave up the lead in the late innings. In a time where they felt like, um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that they felt it as players, but as, as a spectator, as a fan, a time where I felt the the game was in the grasp of, uh, of winning for the A's and their, their closer comes out, who is supposed to be the person who comes and finishes the game and, and just doesn't look back, closes the game out and the team wins. And that goes for all teams. They all have one. But uh, the pitcher comes out, and he's had a, a pretty good uh, record this year. He, he's had a pretty good season so far uh, and hasn't had a lot of blown saves. And then he comes out and two games in a row with the Giants, he, he gives up the save. The, the Giants come back and they win both games and they take um, there, there's a, a trophy that they do because it's you know, kind of like a Bay Bridge thing. They call it the Bay Bridge series each year. And so the, the Giants um, get to be the, the um, holders of that trophy for the next year. You think that it's done at that point that the slide is about it. You know, the Giants are the best team in baseball right now. Um, they're a tough team. They have uh, they hit a lot of home runs. They score a lot of runs. It just happened to be a bad weekend. And then here comes uh, Monday and Tuesday, and they are playing the uh, I'm trying to think. It was the Seattle Mariners. And guess what happens? The same thing happens over again. They give up another blown save on 
Monday night in the same kind of fashion. And then uh, Tuesday's game on a day game, uh, they were winning um, pretty close to the middle of the game. So it wasn't necessarily a save opportunity, but again, the Mariners came back and scored runs later in the game to go go on and win. Um, they added some runs on later, but they just had a skid. So I, I say all this to kind of set the table for they were in a spot where if they just played decent baseball, maybe even 50-50 baseball, you know, that's for every loss, you get a win. If they're able to play like that, they could probably end up holding that position of the wild card spot until the end of the season. That's not guaranteed, but that's just kind of the way towards the end of the, the baseball season, the way things go with the injuries and, and teams and um, the way teams play towards the end of the season. Uh, if you can play 500, uh, you know, average 500 baseball, then you're you're in a pretty good spot at the end of the season um, to make a playoff run. But when you have games like this, and and actually kind of it kind of extended a little before the Giants. Um, A's at one point about two three weeks ago they were had won like nine out of ten games, were doing really well, and then they end up losing like eight out of ten. Now, that's about 500 baseball, if you think about it, but um, they weren't hard to get back to a spot to, to put them in that number that number one wild card spot. And a wild card spot just means that there are a certain amount of guaranteed teams, the winner of each division gets to go, and a wild card is the next two best teams. Uh, there's two wild card spots, so the next two best teams will get in. Um, and so it's, it's not a guaranteed thing because you are not, uh, you're not the winner of the division. So they were kind of in that spot to, to keep going, and then they have this backslide of like eight games. And I, I say this because a lot of things can happen in a short amount of time. Um, whether your offense isn't, isn't uh, performing right or your pitching has gotten bad. But it just seems like when things are going great, it can switch in a moment's notice. And how do we learn from that? How do we go and um, kind of take a step back, quickly learn, make adjustments, and then move on? And in the sports world, it's, it's a lot tougher. So they're at the end of a season coming to – there's about a, a little over a month left um, if they don't get in the playoffs. And then if they do, um, it obviously it'll go week to week by the whatever series or whatever they play. If they keep winning, they keep moving on. But when you're towards the end of a season, you have a lot less time to make adjustments. You're in a you're in a tougher spot to say, hey, if we want our season to continue and to extend, we have to make adjustments now. So how are we going to learn from what has gone on in these last few last few weeks? Um, how can we take the good that we've done and the bad we've done, switch up the bad to make it good, and keep the good going? How how do we do that? And they have a lot of tools. They have a lot of um, uh, equipment, they have video, they have coaches, they have so many eyes on them. I, I feel like these professional teams in any sport have almost just as many coaches as they do players on the team. Or they have consultants or, or scouts or anything that are, are watching them and helping them out, helping them uh, to to dissect what's going on, um, whether it be their uh, batting approach or their, their form as they're pitching or whatever it may be. They have 
all this sort of technology and all these people around them to make them as, as good as they can be because, let's face it, in big league sports, there are uh, there's a lot of money on the line. So they, they will do whatever they can to make sure that uh, the team is performing the way they should be. But how do we do that in our life? You know, when things seem to be going good for us, how do we, how do we move on? Well, I, I feel like I've been blessed with a very good memory. Um, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I just, I've had friends who tell me like, I don't understand how you can remember that thing from 20 something years ago, just like a conversation we had or something that just kind of makes an imprint on my life. But I, I feel like if you have any kind of memory or, um, any kind of, uh, just like, I don't know what the word for it is like, just instance in your life where it's left an impression on you. Do we, do you take that and you roll with it or, or do you take it, you, you dissect it and you, you realize, or, or you wonder how you got there, what was good about this and try to replicate it and move forward and, and try to better yourself from it. For me, uh, I feel like it's a combination of two. I, I've not always been great at uh, taking my mistakes and then moving on. But one area of my life, uh, because it, it is called getting the game, I uh, my the area of my life that I've used this the best has been coaching. Uh, when I played, um, we had a pretty good team. I, I, I truly believe that the talent that we had on my on, on my team when I graduated high school was either number one or number two in our section in terms of, in terms of talent, but in terms of team camaraderie, um, we liked each other, but we didn't always play the best as a team. And we were in a spot a couple times to where we could have really made an impression on the rest of the, the teams in our section, in our division and conference. But we let ourselves slide. And I'm going to tell you a couple stories of uh, what happened. And uh, I'm not going to not going to tell you the teams that we played, because for some of you, it might not, you know, it doesn't matter. Some of you might uh, know who they are. But when we were playing, uh, I played volleyball. And at that time, Scoring was a little different the way it is now. The way it's played now is kind of like tennis. Doesn't matter who serves, whoever wins the the, the rally gets the point. Well, when I played, um, we called it side out sir side out scoring, which meant if you are the server, only you can only you can score. Like if your team is is serving, then only your team can score. And then if the other team wins the rally, then they get possession of the ball to serve. And then they, what it's called, they have to defend the point in order to win a point. So it made the matches go a lot longer than it is now. And so if any of you watched the Olympics in the last few weeks and thought that things went uh, went by pretty slow when it's like an hour and a half match, um, you should be thankful because uh, even in high school, I played in games that were close to three hours long. So... Uh, be thankful for that. But one of these instances where we did play, it was the best three out of five sets, um, games to 15, 
all all five games were to 15, but you had to sc- you had to score in that side out serving, so it could take a long time. Well, one of the teams we played was was the best in you know that ended up being the team that that won um, our section championship, but they were also in our league, and we played them twice. Uh, each time, we were very competitive and. What I mean by that is, I mentioned you had to play to 15. It's best three out of five sets, so you have to win three in order to win the whole match. We were up in the fifth set. So we had we had won two, they had won two. And we were up in game five, 14 to nine. So we needed one more point. They needed not only to win the serve back, but to win the serve. And then you have to win by at least two. So that means if we're at 14, they have to get to 16 to win. Or if it's, you know, 15, 15 and 17 and so on. So you have to win by at least two once you get to, um, once you get to like 14. So once it's 14, then it's the 16 or 17 and so on. Well, we were at 14 to nine. So they had to. They had to score basically seven points before we could score one in order to uh, in order to beat us. Well, it comes it comes down to it where we're so close to winning, and at this point in our school's history, the school I went to um, was a lot older, has had the, a volleyball program for a lot longer, but the team that we were playing. Our school had never beaten theirs in the, I want to say it was like eight years or so of their program because they were a fairly new high school. They had never lost to us. And we got to a point where we were right there. We were up 14-9. And then I want to feel like, I want to say as a team, we got, I don't know if it was overconfident or we got to the point where we just kind of thought, Okay, well, we got this. We can win at least one point out of this. Well, it turns out they bring in a, a, a serving specialist, um, and he serves us off the court, basically. And we end up losing. You know, I, I said that they had to win seven points from nine to, to get from nine to sixteen before we got fourteen, or sorry, before we got fifteen, and they did just that. I want to say that they won back the serve. So it's still 14-9. And then they brought in that server. And then he brought it all the way back to, um, I want to say, either 14-13, we were still ahead, or 14-14. And then we side out, which means we get the serve back, but we don't score a point. So it's still 14-13. Then they side out, and then they score two or three more points, points, whatever it is. But... Other than other than when we sided out just that one time in that that span of, of seven points for them, I remember everything so vividly. I, I remember the last point. I remember the the timeouts that were taken. I remember just the look of sheer uh, just shock that how can we how can we have let them back into this game? Well, we like like I said, we end up going and losing that match. We play them again later that season, and uh, this time it's we're hosting. 
Um, same thing. We've won two sets. They've won two sets. We go to the, the fifth set and um, we don't perform as good. We end up going down 11 to 1. So remember, they have to get to 15. It's 11 to 1. And then our number one uh, hitter on the outside rolls his ankle and is out. Like we have to have to sub him out because he rolls it. He can't perform. We have to put in a, a freshman uh, who's on varsity who has very little uh, very little experience playing uh, in these kind of situations. But we somehow make it back and tie it up 11-11. I feel they kind of got, you know, they kind of did that same thing on their side. And they uh, they let us back into it. But I, I, when I tell the story to other people, I, I get the sense that as a team, collectively, we got to a point where we just said, see, we can play with you. It doesn't matter who we have on the court. And then we gave up because then we, then we went on and lost 15 to 11. We didn't score another point. It was a heartbreaker for, for me. Like I'm a, I was a guy who, um, in terms of the te- guys I played with, I'm undersized. I don't have, um, I, I could jump pretty well, but primarily I played uh, defense in the back row, and so I didn't I didn't play uh, all six rotations all the time. So I just I really really like held tightly and firmly to that time I got to play, and it meant a lot to me. And, it, and I always tried to do my best. And I always tried to give everything I had, uh, whether it be bruises, you know, uh, floor burns, whatever it might be. The, the team was most important to me. So it was heartbreaking in that sense to, to allow um, that sort of thing to happen. And then uh, there's one other time, uh, I believe it was my senior year. It may have even been my, my junior year, but it was basically the same, same group of guys that we played with. We played a team that um, was not very good. And uh, just, Year after year, they weren't that skilled. Um, we were clearly more talented, and we had shown it earlier in the season, had beaten them pretty well. And then we go to their house, and we play the first two games, and we, we like, just absolutely mop the floor with them. We, it was not even a contest. Uh, two straight games quickly. They weren't even, weren't even competitive. And then we get really, really cocky. Um, we get to the point where we make subs and we do this, this other stuff, start, you know, kind of having too much fun and not enough respect for the opponent and we lose game three. And then, so that kind of gives them some momentum. Um, still wasn't quite right. Uh, we just, we just, same thing. We thought that was a fluke. So we end up coming out and then we lose game four. Well, by this time, they're believing they can play with us, and they were right because something inside of us just gave up. And I hate to say it, um, I'd li- I'd like to say that uh, I wasn't one of those players on the team that that did give up. But you know, I- I'm part of the team, so I ha- I had to I have to take that on, and be partly responsible for it. But we come back and we ended up losing that match to a team. Basically, that that was that's almost like their their championship because they hadn't ever beaten 
um, a school from our district. And that was, um, that was huge to them. It meant a lot to their program and those guys on that team. But for us, it was just an, you know, it was an embarrassing display of our, our, our team, our athletic ability and everything. So what do we do? We, um, we leave, we get on the bus, we go home. And before we leave the bus, the coach tells us we have practice at five o'clock in the morning the next day. Well, I live in an area where, or at least I used to, um, that was, had a lot of farmland around us and not a lot of the guys on the team could drive. So I was one of a few guys who could. So I had to get up even earlier and, um, go pick up a few guys, get to practice at five o'clock. And then we got lectured by not only our coach, but our athletic director who happened to be there, who was also there with our principal and our, like our superintendent. Um, I don't know why they chose that game because it wasn't supposed to be that competitive, but they were all there and they were all super mad and super embarrassed of us. And so we were, we were lectured, we had conditioning, um, and uh, it was one of those things that we quit. That one of the, that was an instance that we quickly learned from, because we, I believe we played them one more time in something, and it was just never a contest. But those things happened over twenty years ago, and they're still vivid in my mind and memory. And I use those when I do coach, when I do have the opportunity to to give some insight to players. That you can never be, uh, you can never take a playoff. You can never take um, a certain amount of time during a match off. When you're in practice, you cannot you know, just go through the motions. You have to give it all because someone is out there willing to beat you, wanting to take that from you. And I believe the same is true in life. And I know that this hasn't been as as maybe as spiritual heavy. Um, of a podcast episode as, as some of the other ones, but I I'm bringing that back to that because in life there are people that want to take that from you too, whether it's actual people or whether it's the enemy, the devil's out there trying to take you out of the game. Once it wants to cause you to stumble, wants to cause you to think you're not good enough and get you out. So how do we learn from the past? Well, we have to realize first where our, where our hope is, what's driving us, who is calling the shots for us. And we, you know, for those of us who are Christian, we've got to know that our identity is in Christ and Christ is eternal. Not only that, he's given us the Holy Spirit to be there for us, to, to be our peace, be our, um, our, our, just our rock and, and, and guide us through things. And we're going to fall. We're going to stumble in Proverbs Chapter 24, verse 6, it says, For a righteous man falls seven times and rises again, but the wicked stumble in time of calamity. So if we're able to keep our mind and focus on God and and let him steer our path, we are going to have troubles. We're human. We're going to make bad choices. We're going to make mistakes. But he'll allow us to rise again. He'll allow us to get up and and forget what just happened 
leave it in the past, ask, you know, ask for forgiveness, repent from it, um, and then move on. But when we're wicked, there, when the time comes for us to perform that calamity, as it says, that's when we'll stumble. And so we have times, and like I said, we have to take those times that we do, realize what we've done, you know, and if it's sin, if it's mistakes like that, that goes against what God's plan is for our lives, we have to admit that, repent, turn around, that's what repent means, turn from it, and go back onto the path that God has for us. In Romans, Romans 8.28, and a lot of you may have uh, may know this particular passage, it's, it's uh, pretty popular. But it says, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And it doesn't say that God causes all things to be good. It says he causes all things to happen to us for good. That means later. So not everything that happens to us in this life is is great. Now we have, we, 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 um, are confronted with loss, um, you know, death, um, any number of different circumstances. Uh, you know, you could lose a job. You can, uh, if we're talking about sports, you could have horrible seasons, and, and that's just on the very, that's a very shallow thing. But we have, there's death, divorce, um, you know, just the struggle that you might have in watching things around the world, sadness, you know, sorrow. We have a lot of that. God doesn't say that we're not going to be, we're not going to be subject to it. It just says he will be there for us, but we can take all of that and use it for good. Now I used an example earlier about the sports teams and, and, and my playing experience and how I use it in coaching. And I've been fortunate enough to be a part of a lot of um, really good championship teams as a coach. And I believe in all the time I played, um, and I don't count like elementary school and junior high, but as in, in high school, when the competition gets a little bit better, I believe we only won one tournament the whole time I played, and that was my sophomore year. In high school, so I wasn't even on varsity yet. So all my time on all my time on varsity, as a letterman, we never won a league championship. We never won a section championship. We never won um, a tournament championship. And in fact, I think the only time we got close uh, in a tournament, we took second. And um, it was it was just a long day, and uh, I just, no other excuse. The other team played really well. Um, it was a pretty easy tournament up to the championship, and I think the other team kind of had the same sort of thing. We were pretty evenly matched. We just ended up losing. But I never got the taste at that that championship uh, feeling as a varsity player. But that next year as a coach, we won it all. I think we won like three or four tournaments. Um, I don't know if it's still, but we've had the record in California for the most wins in a season, uh, tied, tied with that. Uh, we won our section, 
uh, it's the first section title in our program's history. And then a few years later, we went back to back. And then, you know, a few years later after that, um, you know, had that same thing. And then we had won a, a Southern state championship, just a lot of stuff that like, and I even, you think, uh, quite a few episodes back, maybe about 20 or so I had like, that championship ring out there just to kind of show like, Hey, this is, these things perish, but, but I never got to, to, to taste that as a player, but I've used all that heartache and all that hard work that I had to go through and all the learning. And I get to pass it off to these guys, to these players, because it can work for good, whether it's my good, their good, collective good, it can work together for that. And like I said, that's sports is a very shallow uh, topic we're talking about, but it can be for anything. My pa- all my past relationships in terms of uh, like romantic relationships, all my all the previous girlfriends have led me to where I am now with my wife, and I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful that none none of those ever worked out. Because now I appreciate her probably more now than I ever would have as, you know, if, if it would have been uh, either her 20 years ago or someone else. I am so grateful that God has done everything in my life to bring me to this point so now I can share it with my wife. When I was younger, I, I, I had... Uh, uh, a stretch in, I want to say first grade where we lost three family members within like six or seven months. We'll just say in that one year span, but I, I want to say it was closer than that. Now they were elderly. Um, and they had some health problems, but it was just, I, I experienced death and mourning at a, at a young age. And I've learned how to deal with that and be strong but also to be content in my emotions throughout my life because of those things. And though I wish that they would have lived longer, I am grateful that God put me through those tests to be able to be the person I am today for those in my life that matter. In James 1 uh, verses two through four, it says, consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete lacking in nothing. So here, James is telling us that we should consider it joy when we have trials when we know that those trials are testing us, testing our faith, because when our faith is tested, if we're able to stay the course, it produces endurance, which makes us stronger, which helps us go on. So when I talk about, you know, how do we, how do we learn from our past? One, you have to embrace that it happened. You can you stop making excuses. And I've said it almost, I said it every week. It's part of the either opening or the closing that we need to stop making excuses. Past happened and there's nothing you can do about it except for to acknowledge it. If you have unrepented sin, unconfessed sin, then you need to do that. Repent from it 
and then use those experiences to help either yourself or those in your life to not make those same mistakes, not make those same choices as, as they go down in their life. Because we're not in this alone. Not only do we have the Holy Spirit and, and, and God the Father and Jesus all in one helping us, but we have others around us that have, have experiences in their lives. Um, and we have experiences in our lives that we can share and we can help each other with, help learn from, so that we don't have to experience those same things, those same trials um, based off our own decisions. There are things that happen to us that we have no control of, but those that we do have control of, if we are helping others, using that for good, using our our, our past, uh, using everything that God has brought us to for good, then we're only being obedient to what he tells us. And that's to uh, not forget to to meet with each other, not to forget to 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 be in fellowship with one another, to take like-minded people who have the same goal of glorifying God with their lives and just living life with them, being a support, being a shoulder to cry on, an ear to listen. That's being the church. And that's how we can learn from our past. Learn from our mistakes. Learn from our sins. Because if we're not learning from it, then we're, we're not gaining anything from it. We're not... Uh, if you're not taking the time to learn from it, then you're probably too comfortable in that sin. Too comfortable in those mistakes. Too comfortable in your past. Now, I'm not saying that you have to live and uh, if you are a saved Christian, if, if you are a Christian who has uh, given your life to Christ and, and repented of your sins, you are forgiven, but we still need to acknowledge it because sometimes it's not always that we, that, that God needs our, our acknowledgement uh, for him. It's so that we can acknowledge, Hey, you know what? I forgot that I, you know, I did this. I forgot that this is the kind of person I was. I just acknowledge that I was that kind of person and now I'm not. And then that kind of acknowledgement leads to being grateful that he has delivered you from that lifestyle. And then you're able to use that by saying, hey, I was that kind of person or I was that way, living that kind of way, and now I'm not. I'm so grateful that God has brought me out of that. I want to make sure that anyone that I know of or or come encounter with or uh, I'm friends with knows that and knows that they have a, they don't have to go down the same pathway that I do. So it's not only a way to learn from it and, and make better choices for yourself, but also to help others make better choices. We're all in this together. Christians need to stick together. We need to pray for one another. We need to pray for this world. There's so much stuff going on right now, um, not only in our country, but uh, around the world. Um, people need prayer. And I'm not getting political, but our leaders need prayer. Local, state, nation, world leaders pray for godly wisdom to come out of them. 
If they, if you know that those people aren't believers, then pray that God reveals himself to them and that they are able to, to discern what is godly, what is right and what is just and act on that using that kind of, you know, that kind of wisdom in their leadership. You know, a lot of us are leaders ourselves, whether it be a family, whether it be in our jobs, pray for those who are your leaders in your jobs, pray for yourself. If you are the leader just this world needs God more than uh, they need this world. We need godly men and women to step up, to not only pray, but to be bold in the faith for him. That's where I'm going to leave it this week. Thank you so much again for tuning in. Please visit the website, email us. Hit us up on social media. We'd love to hear from you. I have all those in the show notes, so that way you can uh, you can see those those addresses or those little handles, and you can hit us up on those. Uh, thank you. Um, yeah, I appreciate you tuning in. Let's get off the sidelines. Stop making excuses and get in the game. Take care. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Get in the Game podcast. Please take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That's the best way to support us. Find us on YouTube and subscribe for more content. If you would like for us to pray for you, or if you have topics that you would like us to tackle in upcoming episodes, email us at getinthegamepodcast at gmail.com. That's getinthegamepodcast at gmail.com. Or hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Get in the Game PC. If you've experienced getting off the sidelines and getting into the game yourself, please let us know. And remember, it's time to get in the game.